Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Bling, bling, really big ring. Basky out with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. What do you do? This is a very difficult question. I don't know how to ask this question. Shoot. There was someone at... I uh, I was hosting a show for Anna yesterday because she wasn't able to attend it. So I, you know, I stepped in. And there was this guy there who... I think wasn't all there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that this person was challenged in some way i'm not sure what way but Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure in some way and i'm not a doctor i can't prescribe this person or whatever they were at the show and we were setting up the show and they came in and they were like oh how can i help like how can i be of assistance and i was like um i don't really need your help dude like i got this you know uh and he's like all right for sure i see that you guys have beer and water can i buy soda can i buy everybody soda and i was like no sir i don't need any help with the soda Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, thank you. Thank you so much. And then I said, oh, thank you for asking to help. That's very kind. And then he just stayed there. He didn't leave. He just stayed there. Like in you guys' presence? Yeah, like he just stayed. He was like next. Like if I moved to the left of the room, he walked with me. If I moved to the right of the room, he walked with me. And again, I don't know this dude at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this dude. Show continues. During the show, his cell phone goes off three times. Is this that? The clubhouse? This is at the clubhouse. What was yesterday, Tuesday? Yeah, so it's TNT. TNT. Okay. His cell phone goes off three times. Uh-huh. And this ringtone is like, I don't know, man. It's probably the most annoying ring. It's like the entertainer. Like that do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's like that kind of ringtone. Just going off in the middle. Went off on two improv sets. Went off on Devin Fields' stand-up set. Uh-huh. But again, this guy is like, it didn't feel like the kind of person you could come down on. Do you know uh, what I'm trying to say? Because, hold on, pause real quick. What just happened? just put a shawl over his mic like he was going to bless it. I'm blessing this mic real quick. There you go. Why, it's stanky? I mean, you know, a lot of people put their breath on it. I get it. It's probably I wish, my breath. I, was, I wish I, I could take yesterday. a picture of Nick's disappointed, disgusted face looking at Jaquise wipe that so mic. Funny. Being like, How else am I supposed to wipe he was it? just like, my man, that's my money right there. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's not my money. It's not my money. But I mean, <laughs> I'm doing everybody a favor. I like mean, some brown stuff came off on it. Well, yeah, it's it dirty. People have been speaking into it. We need to clean these mics, man. <laughs> <laughs> Including myself, I'm always on this mic. Yeah, it's my, it's it's my, it's my spit. Mine too. smells like maple syrup. It's because Jack had that mic and he'd be eating. He eat pancakes, yeah, pancakes every day. pancakes every day. Yeah. But, but anyway. I, I didn't know, like, I don't know. I didn't know how to deal with the situation. And then it ended It ended in the worst, most awkward way, where at the end of the show, I'm letting people out. I'm walking away. And he comes up to me, and he goes, that show was very funny. It was very funny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like, of course. Like, you know, I'm trying to be in my politest. And he was like, I don't have any money to buy coffee. So he actually And then I was money. just like, oh, if I, if I don't have any money on me, I just have my debit card. And he went, I'll walk with you to a store. <laughs> and so, and then I said, I gotta stay here for the because you know it's two it's two separate sets. Like yeah. you have the eight and then the nine thirty. I was like, oh, I gotta stay. 
Yeah. And then he's just like, okay, I'll stay for the next show, and then we'll go after that show. Oh, my gosh. And this dude just like, I don't... Did you end up buying him coffee? No, I didn't, because he got a phone call again during that second show and then left, just disappeared. It's so interesting, man, because... I didn't know what to do. That's yeah, awkward. this place where the show is, anybody can come. Anybody and it's can a free come. ticket. It's a free ticket. You don't so, have to pay to get in. And it's not necessarily in a neighborhood where you are... What's the right word I'm looking for? The anybody is wild <laughs> in this part of town. Well, like, let's give people a picture. Because it's I not like Beverly Hills. It's like Beverly anybody, Hills. Anybody, anybody can come. Like, the anybody that you could possibly get in the neighborhood is a wide this place variety is, of people. It's a wide variety of people. And not only that, there's a hospital right next to it. And yeah. this hospital is very infamous for And I don't want to say what hospital it is, but they take in homeless people that, like, the police bring in and shit and let yeah. them out within, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. And, and it's, it's also right down the street from the Church of Scientology. Yes. So like, <laughs> yeah, from the actual Church of Scientology. Yeah, like the main one that you see in pictures, that big baby blue one that you yeah. always see, that is right next to it. Yeah. I think we're describing too much of where this thing is, but people I mean, are going to send down on it. Um, <laughs> I do think that like, yeah, like, uh, I mean, I've seen people be attacked there before. Yeah. I've seen... Uh, I mean, my friend Callie had his uh, his backpack stolen by this guy on meth, mm-hmm. and the guy on meth was so oh, he was so fucking high out of his mind that he just traded the backpack for some meth without knowing that there was an iPad in there that was worth way more than what the backpack was, and it was truly heartbreaking because the guy was just like, "Look, man, I traded it, man. I'm traded it," and we're just like, "Dog, if you were smart, you would have opened up that backpack and seen what was inside, and you could have gotten way more, way drugs. more meth, way more drugs." Yeah. Damn. So, like, that area in and of itself is... But I just didn't know what to do in the situation. Because I didn't want to turn up on the dude because he wasn't causing any problems or anything like that. Right. He was just being way too, like, attached. Yeah. It's weird, man, because, you know, certain people would have been scared enough to even possibly call the police. Yes. And it's so weird to me just how different people handle different situations. situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about... Uh, like men versus women. I'm talking about like even social class. Of course, uh, not even black and white. Like not even black and white. Class. Just straight I, I know up some social black class. people that would handle the situation differently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's so it's so funny. And, and like he posed no threat. He, he posed weird. no threat. He was weird. He was just a little sure. weird, a little awkward, and I think he was challenged in some way. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, you should have bought him coffee. You should ask him. Did he have a Venmo? The man did not. <laughs> <laughs> he might, dude. I know I homeless. I know, I know. I know. Homeless I know. I know. I don't think he was homeless, dude. I truly, till this day, do not think he was homeless. Well, that's what I'm saying. He had a cell phone. I don't think he was. Ho- well, homeless people have cell phones because you can he get right. Free cell phones. Didn't he take calls? Yeah, but yeah. homeless people can have cell phones. But I don't think that this that's man what I'm particularly saying. was homeless. He had PayPal, huh? It was not a good phone. I'll tell you that. Right. It was definitely a government. Have you guys seen the government phones? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like if you go to like on Sunset and Western, no. there's that guy there with a table that says free phones. Oh no! So there are government smartphones that are truly, if you look that at them, awful. they're really bad. But they have data on them. They have like you can go on Facebook and all that. But stuff they on them. they're free. You they get are free phones. Free. They are free. Like free plans too. Yeah, it's government provided. Shit, man. I mean, we maybe need to go check that out. Jaquise, I promise you, you will only make our text thread worse. <laughs> like because <laughs> they're really bad, and our text thread is already really bad because you're on an Android, and you'll it's be like sending us a message, and we'll get it like. 
three days later. But Jakees <laughs> can't send us any photos. Jakees no. can't send us any anytime, videos. Anytime Sophie sends a photo, Jakees is always like, I didn't get it. <laughs> We're like, bro. We're like, uh, we, I sent that to 100 <laughs> percent I'm true. like, I sent that three weeks ago, Jakees. <laughs> These are these are the lies, guys. It's 100. I remember. I forgot what it was. Like Sophie was sending like a screenshot or something. You can't be like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Like, well, I was like, I got it like four times. I mean, that's Apple's fault, yo. <laughs> listen, I've listen. received this picture four times. And I'm Let me tell you something, man. It. If you got a cell phone company mm-hmm. that has his own little exclusive messaging. <laughs> That's their fault, man. That ain't my fault. That's true. It's not my fault. Apple's that's Apple's very propriety. That's their pro, their proprietary as way. Androids, man. We we are. I, we've said this, man. Android are is the Black Lives Matter, and bitter. iPhone is the All Lives Matter. It that truly doesn't make. I mean, makes, I guess it kind of makes, makes sense, sense man. but it doesn't. It makes sense. They're did only you guys for themselves. Did you guys have a BlackBerry? I never had a BlackBerry. No, nah, my grandma had a BlackBerry before. I think my father might have had one. Because they had, because it had BBM. Yeah, it had its own messaging service as well. I, lo- <laughs> I loved my Android, but the little ball used to pop out all the time. It was really upsetting. Um, yeah, I did not like that. I didn't like anything that was stylus based. Till this day, right. I don't enjoy things that were stylus that are stylus based. I mean, does anybody actually use it? If you use a stylus based phone out in the world still today, I want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, I think people still use stylus. I mean, Anna uses a stylus pretty regularly, but she's why important. she draws. Oh well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. She doesn't use it on her phone. She that makes uses sense. It on her iPad. That makes sense. That makes sense. I feel bad for that dude. I hope he comes back. TNT gets a special brand of pe- person at their show anyway. Uh, it is a show where I have seen more and more, like, and not, again, I don't think most of these people are homeless. I just think that they know that on Tuesday night they can walk up and perform. Yeah. And because at the end of TNT, there's a thing called a jam, which is where anyone can come up and perform. No matter who you are, you don't have to be affiliated to any theater. You don't need any training. And it is where I've seen some of the most offensive things I've ever heard in my life been said. I mean, you also get... Free beer and water. That is correct. At this place, uh, we really shouldn't be. <laughs> we're 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 outing this place. <laughs> We've already said the name of it too. We said the name of the place, the show. We've pinpointed it down to within a square mile. We've talked about what time. <laughs> we talked about the time, the day. <laughs> and you said the magic words. Free. I mean, Beer. Well, we still haven't said what the code to the door is. We will not say that. We will not say it because there is a code to the door, but it's also easily bypassed by just standing in front and, and someone will open to the open. door. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember one time I was at that show and this guy was just chilling and he was just having a good time. Everyone was just like hanging out in the lobby and all of a sudden the guy just went, you know what? I hate niggers. I just hate them. No one said anything to this. Everyone was just chilling in the lobby. And he just, in that moment, felt the need to just say that shit. Is that what I did? Yeah. I would laugh so hard. (laughs) He just went, you know what? I hate niggers. Uh, I would have laughed so hard. (laughs) But that's the kind of energy that, like you said, when you have a space that is free Mm. in a certain area, anyone will access it. Any, Truly anyone. Dude, just shouted out, I hate niggers. Have you had people? And then he left? Of course. Oh, well, people kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, like, hey, man, you got to go, man. Because I remember I like jumped to be like, yo, what the fuck? And then like David Ayala was also there. He got very upset. And then like 
of course, like, there was a white savior there who was just like, that is not okay, sir, and then, like, kicked him out. But Yo, I love white saviors, man. They all sound the same. That is not okay, sir. You can't say that. You can't say that. That is wrong. You can't say that is the phrase of the white savior. But it's like, they can say it, and they are. And they did. <laughs> they did. And they will continue to say it. It reminds me of that Dave Chappelle joke where he's like, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> I did know I couldn't do that. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> it's like, they know. Yeah. They know it's a bad thing that they can't. You're not telling them. When you point at a white person doing something wrong, you're like, hey, that's not okay. They, they know. know. <laughs> that's they know. why they're doing it. They, they're doing it because they can get away yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened to him. It's truly like when a, like a kid is like stealing or something. And the mom's like, that's bad. It's like, mm. yeah, the kid knows. The kid is also knows that you're not going to spank the shit out of him. Yeah, the first time I stole from a candy store, I knew what I was doing. Really? You stole? I've never stolen. I've stolen before. Uh, from a store. From a store. I've but stolen from it was like candy. School. It was candy, though. Like, I don't, does that count as stealing? I mean, if it you depends. you steal candy. I mean, ask, I mean, my, I ask still, Michael Brown. I still, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, luckily I didn't get shot. I steal lotion <laughs> from stores. Like, I'll go to the store. I'll go to Target. If I'm an ashy man, I'll just pop it open, squirt it. That's then... okay. That's I think that's okay. Sampling. I think that's sampling. But, that's but something I, I've close learned... it, I close it back for the next person yeah, to buy it. of course. That's, yeah. I think that's fine. That's something that I learned from white people. Because white people did this thing that I had never seen before. Was they walk into a store. I was with my friend, Janine Hogan, who was very white. And she opened up a bag of grapes and just popped a few in her mouth and then kept walking, didn't buy the grapes. I wouldn't do that. And I was like, yo, wait. And she's like, oh, it's sampling. You can do that in groceries. That's store. not true. <laughs> you can't do that. Sophie, have you done it? You can't do that. Sophie's not it. 100. Nick, you, you popped some, some grapes in your mouth before? I have done that, but I never imagined that it was something that you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick knew you couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the people. It's like the people who. Uh, the other thing I never understood, even though I'm sure it's okay, but it always made me feel funny, is when somebody like has food and they get to the checkout line and be like, "I'm about to pay for this shit anyway," and they open and they it open up and it? start eating it. I look at that like, man, wait till you pay for that shit. <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable. It makes me so when Someone pays for a finished bottle of water. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's so like when weird. they just like put it's like almost done and they put it on the thing. I'm like, you've been drinking this shit the you've whole time. You've been drinking this shit the entire. You've been drinking it throughout the store. Only white people do that shit, bro. White I can't do it. It just so not. So you've done right. that before, haven't you? It well, does not feel right. With some sparkling water, too. I don't like sparkling water. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I never understood that. Uh, I was with my niece one time, and she just, like, I mean, she was three or four, so that was the reason she did it. But she just, like, picked up some candy mm. and just straight up opened it and ate it. Like, and we looked down, <laughs> and she had chocolate all over her mouth. And we like, God damn, Kaylin. <laughs> and she just ate the shit. But she's also half white, so that was the white side. <laughs> We're being unfair. We're being unfair. I've seen black people do it. Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, of course. How are you supposed to know if the grapes are ripe or not? I mean, or yeah, but, but y'all be sweet? popping in way more grapes than you need to know. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I only do one. Of if and, and I've never heard thing. that. If a grape is ripe, you can they look at it. They literally tell you to do that at Whole Foods. It's sampling. I'm telling you, Jaquise. I also okay. learned that in Trader Joe's, you can ask an employee to open up anything, and they're required to do so and give you a sample of it. Even if so, it's frozen? No matter. I wait, mean, you're not going to eat it. They're required to. Because somebody did that to me, and I did not want to try it. 
Like I was just looking at chips and he was like, oh, you should try this. And he opened it and I was like. <gasps> yeah, that was at Trader Joe's, right? Yeah. He was yeah, like, no, the, if you asked like, them. I was like, what the. F- a very good homie of mine used to work there and she told me this. And it's a secret that I've. I haven't used yet because there's nothing at Trader Joe's I'm really fucking with like that. But they can open up any, like, if you're like, oh, I, I wonder what these chips taste like. They can go, oh, yeah, here you go. They got, like, ovens, though. They can cook shit. They really can. So they can be like, yo, what these orange chickens taste like? And they can just pop it open really and put it can. in the conventional oven and uh, cook it. I think it's part of their, like, them trying to have that real homey vibe. Like, they're like, yeah, we're your neighbors. Yeah. But I think that's too far. That's weird, What are man. the bells for at good Trader service. Joe's? That's what they're for? Yeah. Oh, what bells? Like, like if right you ring a bell so that they have good service. At the door? Or something? Yeah. Oh, I never knew I that. Never, I never I never. I the same thing with like Long John Silver and Taco Bell. They had that bell had, too. I thought they had something to do with like, commu- like they were communicating that they needed something. No, no, no. Know. It's that you had good service. Interesting. I think. I'm assuming. I'm basing oh, yeah. it off of the Taco Bell bell. And the Long John Silver's bell. I fuck with Trader Joe's though. They yeah, I like are Aldi's. Aldi's owns Trader Joe's. For those who don't know what Aldi's is, Aldi's was a store growing up where you felt poor if you went to it, and now is, and now people can't wait for Aldi's to come to their fucking neighborhood, because uh, Aldi's you had to you had to pay for the cart, uh, you had to put a quarter in a cart to get it. Shut up. I. I'm shitting you not. Uh, you have to, I mean, you get your quarter back, but you have to, you're basically oh, renting the cart. Stories. It's because people are stealing the carts. Yeah, so you're renting the cart. Yeah. Uh, we would go to all, name brand nothing in the store. So that's what makes kids feel like it's poor because there's it's no name like, brands. The cereal was like uh, cinnamon crunchers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, or Tutti Fruities <laughs> instead of Fruit Loops. <laughs> Uh, we had a store like that in Texas, yeah. And and this is the store that owns Trader Joe's. It's a German store, a German-based company. And they uh, and this store was so fucking, like, because everybody went to it. You would go to it, and your grandma, my grandma would tell me to go get in line as soon as we walked in the store. She would go grocery shop for, like, 40 minutes. And by the time she was finished, she only had, like, five minutes left to wait in line. That's oh, wow. how fucking, that's how fucked this store was. Yeah, dude. they didn't have that many people. I mean, no, it's just everybody shopped at it. That's and wild. then so for a while, I was like, Trader Joe's, nah, it's just the expense of Aldi's. But now it's where all the hipsters go, man. It's very hip, and they're yeah. very good at service. Uh, Sophie has a correction on what the bell at Trader Joe's is for. This is direct from the Trader Joe's website. Mm-hmm. The bells are kind of Trader Joe's Morse code. Those blustery PA systems just didn't feel right to us. So we came up with a simple system to communicate. So two bells. So you're correct. It is a way for them to communicate between each other. Yeah, because people aren't nice enough to be like, bell, yay, anymore. Hmm. Mm. Two bells means that there's additional questions that need to be answered. Three bells means to call over a manager type person. I've never hated something more. And that one bell, <laughs> one bell means that they need to open another register. That just sounds like. Just say that shit over the register, man. Over the over the loudspeaker. Did you ever Yo, work in a grocery store? I worked store? in a grocery Me store, too. GFS Marketplace, Target. Yo, we we would we loved the fucking intercom. Uh, For real. And we had we had a white boss, of course. And we would always fuck around on the loudspeaker. We would always call people's full names and make up their middle names, like. Mark Aloysius Eaton, can you please come to? We would do all types of shit, and he would not give a fuck. Until the one time, one black person was like, yo, Joe, can you come to Al Fo instead of four? He said, Fo. 
And dude, he bolted out of the fucking back room, <laughs> ran to where he was. He was like, do not say that on the intercom. <laughs> we could say anything else when we couldn't fucking just talk slang or Ebonics <laughs> this man. That's very fucking funny. It was so fucking See, weird. Target dude. wasn't that fun because we had code we had code names. Ah. So like you know what I mean? You're not calling anybody by name. You're saying and I don't want to say the code names, I want to put targets corporation on blast and give away their codes but every position had like yeah my mom was a manager of target yeah well and managers there are called uh gsls oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just guess i just gave one away but one away so now people gonna get on in the mcconnell's can gsl come to aisle 15a (laughs) (laughs) but like so it wasn't as fun as like you know saying someone's name but i just remember it'll be like car attendant car attendant cashier car attendant cashier all the fucking time bro (laughs) because like they would get stacked and then as a card attendant, you'd have to be a cashier sometimes, and those were always my least favorite part of the day. I loved being a cashier. Right? I hated it. I cashier hated was it. my favorite position. Loved it. Loved What's it. What's the worst job you've ever had? Haven't we talked about this? No, know. we talked about our first jobs. We talked about your first job. Worst job probably being uh, the sound tech for a comedy club in Burbank. Flappers? Well, I didn't want to say. Even I was purposely Whatever. vague about it. <laughs> There's only and one. Jakeem, that's not true. I mean, there are like few. Four. Like and four. you name dropped the one I was specifically <laughs> talking about. Hey, look, uh, yeah, I used to be a sound tech there, and it was not a very enjoyable job for numerous reasons. Flappers is one, a very weird establishment. Uh, it's very 20s themed to the point. That place is weird. Yeah, to the point where you have to open up every show with a Buster Keaton movie playing on the screen Mm. and very flappery music playing Mm. under it. Uh, And then they would have me work black shows as a tech person to be like, Edgar, you know the music. But they wouldn't tell... Uh, the comedians never saw me, and they would see the establishment and be like, man, that person back there isn't black, mm. and would get upset with me for playing hip-hop songs. Because they thought you were appropriating Yeah, they just went, Or stereotyping. Shit. I remember one time this comedian came up and he went, shit, it always sucks when they play the music they think they want you to come out to. And I was like, what? I know. I, it's me. Yeah. I, like, ah, oh, it made me so mad. I saw Kevin Harder flappers. They got some good people every now they and then. They get some good people, man. He, he was working out uh, material for his last, like, televised... Or movie uh, stand-up. Mm-hmm. It was dope, man. It was funny as shit. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... What was? What about you, Jaquise? Worst job? The container store. <laughs> I could not work there. I would be in heaven all the time. I'd spend all my money on all the things. Oh, my God, no. Sometimes, Sophie, you uh, say things that make you sound so basic that I that's can't okay. even... That's okay. I, I love organization. I can't even save you. The, it's okay. you don't, I don't need saving. They're a terrible Mercy. company to work for. They're always routinely in the top 100, but it's bullshit. Uh, it's bullshit because the only people that vote on that are the managers. Mm. Uh, let me get let me let their secrets out because uh, they faking y'all niggas out. Uh, same store is a terrible company to work for, and uh, they treat. I mean, you know, they bra- they have brainwashed employee of type course, shit. Of course, of uh, course. Like, like and a, so the people target, who you had vibe. Yeah. So are like, you vibing? Are, are you vibing? vibing? So what was it at Container Store? It was uh, three equal or one equals three. We hire one great person instead of three good people. Wow. Uh, type thing. And the people uh. who buy into that shit, they buy in. They buy in. Yeah. They buy in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, they uh, they were on some bullshit, man. They were on some bullshit. And fuck them, fuck the container store. I hate, I hated that shit. I remember one time, 
a manager pulled me aside at Target and was just like, Edgar, I just don't know if you vibed with that customer. I think you had an opportunity to really vibe with him, and I don't know if you gave him the it's Target like, nigga, vibe. this is Target, man. Eh? I like, Dude, I don't want to be here. I'm here so I can buy, like make enough money so I can buy weird props for my sketch team. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason why I took this job. It's not even helping me pay my rent. Yeah. Like, that's already covered. I just wanted some extra cash, and you're making me hate every second of this. Yeah. I mean, also, man, don't nobody want to talk to no damn employees at Target? No. <laughs> like, unless I absolutely need something, then all I need you to do is just tell me where the fuck it is. Yeah. Uh, hey Edgar, you didn't take that opportunity to push that Target red card. I just thought it was an opportunity. I'm like, I'm not a cashier, bro. That's weird. I'm a That's card weird. attendant. That's weird, man. That's weird. Yo, yo, let me take that card. You want a credit card? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would smack you if you said that to me. If an employee came up to me if they were taking my card and asked me if I wanted a credit card, yeah, I'd be so upset. I did have a nice moment at Target, and I think I've talked about this before. I uh, helped Protozoa Joe from Xenon. Take his groceries to his car. Who? Man, forget it. Wrong <laughs> Somebody on Twitter is going to really appreciate that, and that's all that matters. Is that Protozoa Joe. Which, which Target was this? This was the one in Glendale. Glendale Target, Protozoa yeah. Joe. You know who I saw yesterday at Whole Foods who? in Burbank? Uh, old girl from Game of Thrones who is married to Jon Snow. Uh, in real life, what's oh, her name? Oh, oh, the, the, the she's married to Kid Harrington, oh, like Leslie, oh. the redhead, Rose Leslie, or something the redhead, like, the yeah. one that dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know nothing, <laughs> Jon Snow. I mean, come on, that, that shit happened years ago. Rose, I mean, Rose well, Leslie. That's the season she died. That's what I'm saying. If somebody gets mad, that <laughs> oh, shit happened you talking about ago. the spoiler? Yeah, uh, Rose Leslie. Rose Leslie. Yeah, I she's, saw her. She's beautiful. She is beautiful. I stared for like 30 seconds. That's fair. Uh. I did. Probably in town for uh, the Yemis. I would or assume she, she, lives, she lives here. here. I would assume because you lives know we here. live in Los Angeles. I would assume they all live here. Oh. I would assume some of them don't. A lot of them do though. But At least most, have a. Most of them have homes like, here. Like apartments or homes here. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They have to. You have. This is where you work. This is where you work. This is where you have your meetings. This is where everything yeah. shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, I, doesn't Game of Thrones primarily shoot in? She's yes. not on that show. She's anymore. not on the show. She's been on that show in years. Is she married to. Ah, oh, whatever. She she pro- she needs to live here. I lose. Yeah. Because I mean, look, she had a fun role on the show. Everybody knows who she is if you watch the show. She's a good actress. But it ain't like she, you know, getting offers and shit. Like she still needs to Jesus audition and Christ, shit. Christ, she still needs to audition and shit. She ain't getting like Kit Harrington I offers think or she's like. Getting, I think she's. I mean, been she's in a getting offers, since. but you know what I'm saying. She can't just be in fucking London. No, and she no. has to she be has here. She has to be here. Yeah. You gotta be here. She's not like Amelia Clark. I mean, where it's the same Amelia advice. Clark can just stay in London if she wants to. It's the same advice that everyone gives when everyone's just like, how do I start my writing career? And they say, buy a ticket. Come out here. Like, you can't be sitting where you are and thinking that they're going to come to you. Yeah. You gotta be where it's happening. Yeah, it's true. You know where I gotta be? Where? I'll let you know right after the break. Uh, <laughs> we're back. We had a five-minute conversation in between breaks. Let's just, and we're let's, not going to let no, you know what it's about. No, no, I'm just going to say one thing. All right, say it. They have a house in. They live in London. They live in London. <laughs> Sophie is correct. She wanted us to make sure that you knew that she was correct, guys. Sophie is correct. Uh, if you tweet at us, please start any tweet at us with Sophie was correct, and then whatever else you really wanted to say after that. <laughs> That would be awful. 
Producing this show gets real depressing. Hey, so does doing it. Uh, It would be awful to get every tweet. Sophie was correct. Also, I love the show. Here's what I wanted to say. Uh, Nobody would like that. Sophie, you wouldn't like that. You would get tired of seeing that all the time. Although, Sophie, you pretend like you're not on Twitter, but you're on Twitter through all the show's <laughs> accounts. You'd be you seeing, just are. Like, sometimes I'll be seeing certain takes, and I'll be like, wait a minute. Why did Bechtelcast like this take? <laughs> Sophie, you are the sneakiest person on Twitter. I don't have access to Bechtelcast's Twitter. Okay, then I don't you're, know who it is. Then. You're the sneakiest person on Twitter. Uh, you have burner accounts, but they're I not don't burner accounts. Sophie, <laughs> Sophie the, Kate, the Katie of how stuff works. You're the Katie of how stuff works. Well, actually, Sophie would made, would have made it work, but she just didn't have the players on the I network. I mean, I could log out of your Twitter account, but then who would post? No, we don't want you to log oh, out. No, we're, we're very just saying happy you're sneaky. About it. You're we're sneaky very on happy Twitter. About it. Yeah, you let people think you're not on Twitter, but you're on Twitter you're on all Twitter. the time. You're on Twitter. I'm, let's just hurt my fans today. <laughs> I'm sad. Uh, guys, if you want to talk to Sophie at Culture Kings Pod, um, let's talk about uh, another disgruntled teammate. Um, <laughs> Jimmy what's Butler. going on with Jimmy Butler? It's halftime. I'm quitting. <laughs> now you got to retire. You got to retire. I retired. Uh, so you're too young to retire. Thank you for calling me young. You are. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Buckets. Okay. Let's just get it out there, okay? The rumors are that Jimmy Butler doesn't get along with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew uh-huh. Wiggins. There's also the idea of contracts where he feel like he can get a better contract somewhere else. Mm-hmm. All that being said, I think it is fair to say and if I'm a Minnesota fan, I think you have every right to be upset right now. I don't think you got to be burning jerseys. I don't think you got to boo. I don't think any of that. But I think you have every right to be upset with the timing of this. We're, what, two weeks away from preseason? Mm-hmm. And now is the time you'd pick to announce that you want to be traded? That's whack. We're a week away from training camp. And now you announce that you want to be traded? I think that's straight garbage. I mean, who's to say they're going to trade him, though? I mean, I, I think I think odds came out today, Vegas odds came out today, that he plays first game in a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey. Mm-hmm. He'll probably eventually get traded. I don't get it, man. I mean, Jimmy Butler also had problems. Like, there was reports that he had problems in, in Chicago with Derrick yeah. Rose. Uh, I, I, you know, he's just one of those players that I think he wants his team. Uh, do you think you so you put you're putting it on Butler? You're not you don't think that I'm putting it here. You I I, I put it on Butler. I, I put it on Butler, but I also put it on another common denominator. Where in both of those situations, the coach of those teams was Tom Thibodeau. Uh, <laughs> so like I I also think that has a lot to do with it. Where you have but, a coach who is not fostering an environment where his two superstars feel like they can fucking coexist. But I, I do think, though, however, when Butler had problems with Chicago, I don't think Tom Thibodeau was the coach. I he think was. Fred Hoiberg was the coach, and then he asked out to join Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota. Derek Rose was— Derek Rose and Jimmy Butler did have issues, but when, yeah. when, but when Butler had issues with the Bulls organization, I was like— Oh yeah, that was Fred. Fred, Fred Hoiberg was, was. But I'm coach. saying, like, I'm talking problems with the superstar player. Yeah, yes. that was when Tom Thibodeau was a coach. Yes, and I don't know, man. I I think I think a lot. I think as a coach, you got to know how to fucking have your superstars get along. Do you dude. think Jimmy Butler is an A player? Like uh, an all star? Like as in, like you would equate him to being a A plus level player? I don't know about A plus. But I he's mean, in the A's. well, the A plus is the A plus is yeah, the A pluses are like KD and 
LeBron and, and Steph and Steph and shit like that. Where I would put Jimmy probably right in that second tier. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler can make a difference. One hundred percent. Jimmy, and I if, think Cat can make a difference too. Like, yeah, Jimmy Butler makes a difference. He's a two way player. He's good on defense. He he can score. He can get I his think own he's shot. An a minus. Yeah, I think that's one hundred percent fair. I just think the issue with Cat is Cat knows how good he is. Mm-hmm. And I think Cat is very young. And that is a very bad mix. Mm-hmm. Very bad mix. He comes from a Kentucky team where, you know, you're treated like a god freshman day one. Yeah. Like, and I think that that attitude kind of rubbed off on Butler, who's a little bit more of a vet. He's not, I mean, I don't know how much more seniority he has over Cat, but I think he has some year, and he has playoff yeah. experience. He has all these things. Jimmy Butler is probably coming up. I mean, this can be wrong, but he's probably coming up on eight or nine year, eight, eight or, or nine, nine years in yeah. the league. Yeah, and I think that like I would be annoyed too if I have this you know third four year player talking to me like he it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I would be like, all right, let's chill out with this talk. Like I came here I mean, because y'all couldn't do it. That's why he came. Yeah, it's because they couldn't do it. Yeah, that's why the whole trade happened in the first place is because they couldn't do it and they felt like they needed that third superstar, and that's who Butler came there to be. Mm-hmm. But he also came to be with the coach he had played for before, and he really, I think, him and Thibodeau do have a very good relationship. There's also talk of writing on the wall for Thibodeau in Minnesota as well. Thibodeau is tough, man. He he's a tough fucking cookie, man. I he's from an old world. He gets he gets a lot out of his teams. You can't argue with what he gets out of his teams, but he can never just get over that fucking hump. And would you say he has a Lauren Michaels vibe? I would say he has a Lauren Michaels vibe in the sense of that he is in that he is very old school in how he manages things mm-hmm. in the same way that Lauren is mm-hmm. that he plays favorites in the same way that I've heard rumors that Lauren does and that he uh he can run people in the ground. Yep. The same way that some have said Lauren has. Now, I mean, I mean again, this is from an outsider perspective. Hey Lauren, if you ever hear this, look, I would still love for you to run me in the ground on SNL anytime you want, uh but as a writer not as a cast member, but I do think that, like, you know, I mean, how many minutes was Cat averaging this year? In the 40s, right? At least high 30s. Like, I'm talking like 38, 39. And this cat is young. I mean, he, he definitely runs his players into the ground. He, he, he fucking demands too much. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird to hear, like, because you obviously, as a professional athlete, should be giving your 100%. Mm-hmm. But it's a reason why Popovich... Gets the most out of his players. Yeah. Or Steve Kerr has that yeah, system. Yeah, or... Steve Kerr. And they don't give a shit about... Play hard for 48 minutes. No. Uh, 82 games a year. No. Like, that's not realistic. Uh, it's not realistic. I don't I, think Cavs fans are going to want to hear this. But I do think that if the Cavaliers had a better bench in which LeBron could have rested in that round one series against the Indiana Pacers, they have a better chance against the Warriors. But by the time LeBron got there... The man was gassed. He played 48 minutes against the Pacers in the first round so that they can stay in that series. Yeah. The man was completely gassed because he played, again, 48 minutes against the Celtics. I don't know if he played 40. I think he left that game at some point. But still, he was playing high minutes. And Draymond Green, and even during the season, he was playing high minutes. And, you know, come the finals, the man was clearly exhausted. He was ball watching on defense. 
he had his hand injury and all that. Like, yeah, I think that yeah, Tom Thibodeau does have that reputation. But the question does become: Is Jimmy Butler right to ask for this trade? Then, I mean, look, man, I'll say this, especially when you talk about how owners just can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say a player is wrong for. I want to be there no more. I guess that's a very good point. I mean, I mean, I, I don't guess that is a very good. I point. I just can't. I can't. I can't because the I I I I was on the Daily Zeitgeist last week and I bought up my I think myth was this notion that the employee has to give two weeks, but the employer can fire you immediately. Mm. And 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 I would say one has. A much more damaging effect on your life 100%. than the other, <laughs> and so am I. So I put that same with like owner and player. The owner can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, De- De- Demar Derozan, or Blake, Griffin. like Blake Griffin, they can do whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want, for the betterment of the team. But whenever the player does it, like we give side eye, and I'm saying me, too. I've I've done it too. I mean, you uh, constantly do it with my favorite player. Uh, I don't. I Kevin never, Durant. I never have said anything bad about Kevin Durant. I don't. I don't think he made a bad decision for going to the Warriors at all. That was Carl, <laughs> who always probably said that. But I never say that about KD. Okay. All right. Um, I think. I think you're. I think it's right. Because like, I was like that about... with LeBron when he, especially when we went to the Heat. Yeah. Um. But like you see it with like what happened with Blake. What happened with Blake Griffin was so depressing in terms of. He had his free agency, and the Clippers went all out to convince that nigga to stay. Yep. They even said they put a presentation when they brought him into the uh, stable center, and they pointed at the rafters and said, that's where we're going to retire your jersey, right there. Mm-hmm. This man was set. He could have went anywhere, and he's like, all right, fine. I'm going to buy into this organization. Months later, he's in Detroit. Yeah. Months later. Not and let years. Me tell you, and let me tell you something. Months man. later. Let me tell you something. To go from L.A. to Detroit is tough. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, Detroit, I love you. Especially knowing what Blake Griffin's aspirations are. I mean, in terms of entertainment and like. That's tough, dude. To go from LA to Detroit is tough. Blake may want to come to the Lakers eventually. Mm. Uh, (laughs) He may. I don't know if the Lakers want him to come. No, they don't. I don't know if Blake's still Blake. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. He had a pretty good second half of the season. He had a pretty good second half of the season. I don't know, man. I can't get mad at Jim. Now, listen, I will say this. I I said this about LeBron with Cleveland, I'll say it with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, selfish, but they got a right to be selfish. Yeah. I can't be mad at them for being selfish. Like LeBron doing the one-year, one-year deal, I will, until the day I die, say that was selfish as hell, and it handcuffed the Cavs. Can't be mad at LeBron for doing it, though. No, not at all. I, I can tell the truth without with seeing his point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, so I can't get mad at Jimmy for it. I mean, I think, you know, for those of us that don't watch basketball and don't necessarily understand it, just think of it in the way as, do you feel like you owe your employer anything at the end of the day? Yeah. Yes, but a uh, question: Who who wants Jimmy Butler? Like, who are the potential places that he? Could well, be the three to? places he wants to go okay. are: You feel like you owe something to your employer? I don't, Sophie. I truly don't. I do. I mean, you can owe something to your employer without. But if I feel if like the situation I owe comes them up, as much as they give me, I also feel like I owe stuff to my past employers, though. Yeah. If some listen, dude, I'm not. I'm not saying like. Mm-mm. You shouldn't. You don't have a responsibility, and you shouldn't try to. 
you know. It depends on the size of the organization. Yeah. Because of some of these organizations, you're just a number. Right. But like when, when I'm I was saying, at Target, I was like, I don't owe you niggas You don't owe anything. them anything. Yeah. But what I am saying is, even if that you feel like you owe them something, they might not feel the same way about they you. They can take care don't. of you all the way through. Throughout, so here, here's what I say: If you feel like you owe them something, you owe them to work 100 percent hard when you're fucking working. Mm-hmm. Especially if they give you benefits, they take care of you while you're there. Blah blah blah. You owe them to be the best employee that 100%. you can possibly be. But when it but, comes time to move on, you don't owe them shit. But I'm gonna ask you this question, <laughs> you and I want most shit. Americans to answer: How many of y'all are getting paid what your job qualifies you to get paid? How many of your jobs are giving you guys the benefits that your job should be giving you? Mm-hmm. How many of them are giving you the protection that you need? How many of them are giving you paid vacation time? How many of them are giving you paid maternity leave, paid paternity leave? How many of them are giving you any sort of those basic rights? And there was a company that I worked for that I won't name, but one day I hope that I am uh, successful enough to which I can name them that presents itself as a place that takes care of their company, uh, of their employees. But you know, more so what they did was give us a bunch of flashing stuff Rather than give us the stuff that we needed, like union rights and, you know, uh, a sensible ladder of promotion and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, they were just like, no, nah, you don't need that. Uh, here's this very famous musician to come play on our rooftop. You yeah. like that, right? And right. it's like, no, I don't like that. I like Flash. benefits. I like job security. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that the way that baby boomers were raised kind of influences this millennial economy in terms of these employers feel entitled to our time mm-hmm. and they feel entitled to us. And I mean, you and I, Jaquees, have had conversations this week about, you know, what's owed and what's not owed. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like a very interesting space with this Jimmy Butler thing of like, I'm giving you my body 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you everything I have. Of course, I'm gonna want to be somewhere where I feel like that sacrifice is, you know. Did you name the teams? Made worth it. That he wants to go yeah, to. Yeah, uh, New York, New Brooklyn, York, and Brooklyn, Clippers. and the Clippers. Uh, yeah, he has no interest in the Lakers. Sorry. I mean, look, man. Listen, I think, I think, I think he just the said, Knicks. I'm telling you, he just said it. He no, he doesn't want to go to the Lakers. Uh, LeBron's arrival Kawhi- as franchise corner store has made the Lakers less appealing to Jimmy Butler. That's wash, literally. And then also, uh, also uh, Kawhi Leonard said that too. Yeah, it's weird, man. People don't want to play with LeBron. You know why? Because everybody who plays with LeBron eventually takes a backseat to the way they normally play and just become another Kevin Love. I think that is true. I also think that another reason why people may not want to play with him is that this man clearly isn't interested in basketball, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I want to yeah. go, and I'm not bashing on him. I'm not coming at him. I think everything he's doing is great. But LeBron James has aspirations to be a very, very powerful executive producer, and I am all for it, baby. I mean, I'm gonna I start watching the shop. All, I hear it's great. Oh, the shop is great, and, and his other shows are great. Like he I, has the uh, Muhammad Ali documentary coming out. He has two pilots at NBC right now. I think he's Dope. coming up with a third one right now. Like. I'm all for it. Like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm coming at LeBron James and saying, how dare he, he has this TV stuff. No, I'm like, do it. You're a black man with power. Invade this space. I am yeah. all about it. I mean, you're 16 years in, too, man. At this point, you got to start looking at life afterwards. Yeah. But speaking of LeBron and TV, there is something that I do not like a lot. And we'll talk about it after the break.
This nigga is coming to do Space Jam 2. Now, Jaquise. I don't like it. Jaquise, Jaquise, Jaquise. What? Let's get some facts out of the way. What? Fact number one. Mm-hmm. Can you name me the person who directed Space Jam 1? No. <laughs> Can you name me him at all? No. No. I was fucking 10 when it came out. But still, to this day, we don't know who it was. Nope. I don't know who it is. Nope. As far as I'm concerned. I don't concern, know what as, he did after that. As far as I'm concerned, Warner Brother directed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Warner Brother directed Space Jam. So let's Space give Jam. the full news before we get to Ryan it. Ryan Coogler. Ryan is... Coogler is directing Space Jam 2 with LeBron James. Hate it. Come, hate it. Dude, that is Love dope. Ryan Coogler. Love that Ryan Coogler. That is dope. That's, that's the director. That's the director? His name is, I'm sorry, his picture at IAP. You're talking about Space Jam 1? It's yeah, who really is it? funny. It's Joe Pika? I've Joe never Pika? heard of this no, guy. That's probably the only thing he ever Jaquise, did. That's his picture. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love it. Let me tell you why I don't like Ryan Coogler directing it. Because the thing about Space Jam 1 is Space Jam 1 was not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's but not good at all. I, I equate it to a lot of those 80s movies, too, where those movies aren't good, but they have, like, the a heart nostalgic and the nostalgia to factor to it and stuff. And, like, I don't need Space Jam to be the next Black Panther, dude. I don't need, I'm not saying that's what it's going to be. It will but be I don't, a box office hit. I don't need it to be great. I just want it to be fun. I and I want it to be. Jaquise. I'm not afraid. I it's going to be better afraid. than Space Jam 1. It is going to be better than Space Jam 1. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Space Jam will mean a lot to people of our age, and we'll go watch Space Jam 2, and then it'll be blah, 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 blah. Here's another reason why I don't like it. <laughs> wow. Here's another reason I don't Wasn't like it. Wasn't it at one point supposed to be Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin wanted it. For a long he ass time. He pushed, I think Jordan released a campaign. And Jordan, I mean, the sneakers released a campaign where it would be Blake Griffin, but yeah, that was never gonna happen. Here's another thing too, and I'll say this: nobody like, look, Michael Jordan is Space Jam, and then they get signed an actor. Uh, no. The things that LeBron has done, the couple things he's done, he's made me laugh, and he's cool, and he's, he's funny. He's very funny and train wreck. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't what. He's, you don't need a Space Jam 2. Yeah, you don't on. need a Space Jam Why 2. Why not? Why do you need a Space Jam Because we have better graphics. We have better anim... One of the things I'm that bothers me about I'm just tired of the Michael Jordan versus LeBron thing, and I feel like and that's come, all oh, this is going to do back. Oh, again. it's coming back in full force. And it's going to be annoying because, like, that's like for what? Mm. For what? Is it, the Space Jam was just a fun fucking movie with Looney Tunes and Monstars, and I and believe it's about to be I can fly. a fun fly. fucking movie with and one. I'm very happy that we'll be replacing that part now. Replacing what? Part? I believe I can fly. We can uh, try our best <laughs> to get a non-pedophile R&B singer, unless right. for some reason Space Jam Two decides to have Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> Which they probably sing, will. I believe I can fly. They probably if will. If they're trying to say, make it a straight remake. Also, look, dude, that Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> that Space Jam soundtrack was dope as shit. It's a very dope soundtrack. And, and now you. Here's the thing about this. Here's the thing about Space Jam do, One. Do, do, do. Loved it. Uh, it's time for Space Jam. Come on in. Ah, I loved it. Here's the thing about Space Jam One that I appreciate that Space Jam Two. That is gonna annoy me. Space Jam 1, like the soundtrack, they didn't try to make a classic soundtrack. It just happened to be one. Space Jam 1 was so bad, but it, so many people loved it. Okay. Where Space Jam 2, you know, like they're going to get like Kendrick to curate the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to try to make this excellent. Jaquise, and it's just like, all but right. But here's why I disagree with you. 
You don't think that Warner Brothers and Nike mm-hmm. put all this money into a movie and weren't trying to make a classic? I think they were just Come trying. Come on, Jaquise. I think they were trying to, well, first of all. They had the hottest artists of that time on that album. Yeah. The hottest artists at that time were on that album. Chris Rock is on that album. Like, they clearly were trying to make a classic. It wasn't like some accident. I think that you're using a a hindsight bias of being like, oh, well, you know, it just ended up being great. No, a billion-dollar corporation funneled money into making sure that that thing was great. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, look, they went out to go get good artists and shit like that. And they put every fucking basketball player in the world in that movie. Yeah, every basketball player. I'm not saying they didn't try to make a product that people would like. You're trying to make it sound like like, it was this indie cult classic film. Cult classic, (laughs) No, it's not. It was clearly made to be a box office hit. It was made to be something. It was. It was made to be a box office hit based on the names in it. Michael Jordan, Bill Murray, Larry Bird. Even go look at the soundtrack. Uh, Everyone who's on that soundtrack was hot at the time. But look, man, but this one is going to feel different. I think you're, I I think mean, you're being an old man a little bit, Jaquise. You don't think? Ryan Coogler? Come I mean, on, look, man. You got me under the director. That's like, that's like Space Jam 1 me like, yo, let's go get George Lucas to fucking direct this shit. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they tried. <laughs> no, they didn't. I'm pretty sure they tried. Do you see who they ended up with? And it doesn't mean that they didn't try. <laughs> they didn't try. You don't know this story? Come on, man. Let's look at this track list They They quick. went to go get a Looney Tunes director. That's what they went to go get. They had Seal. Yeah. They had Coolio. Yeah. They had Quad City DJs. Yeah. They had R. Kelly. Yep. Busta Rhymes, Be Real, Coolio, LL Cool J, Method Man, but please, D'Angelo, Monica, Salt and Pepper, Barry White, and Chris Rock on one song. Barry (laughs) White. They had Jay-Z on a song, bro. You're telling me that they didn't go out and try to make a classic? They just went out and been like, yo, man, come do this come shit. Come on, Jaquise. Come do this shit. Jaquise, they weren't, you know that they were trying to make a classic instantly. But not in a way that this one is going to try to do. Like how Black Panther went out to go get Kendrick to do their fucking album. Jaquise, that- or how NBA 2K18 gets a fucking curator for every goddamn video game they put out. That's true. Uh, that's fair. That's what this is going to be. I mean, we live in a different... I mean- As opposed to, like, let's just go get artists and let them make a song based on the movie that we're making. This is, let's make a fucking okay. album. I have a correction. I have a correction. Mm-hmm. He's executive producing it. Ryan Coogler has been announced to be executive yeah. producing it. I was he gonna, I may not to say be that. directing it. Yeah, I do have that correction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might be too busy. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, come on, I think I don't like being, it. Uh, I don't like it. I love this banter. I like an old man. I'm okay Just with that. Bit. I'm okay with that, man. Look, here's here's you know what make me like it. You know what to make me like it. You what like twenty million? Yeah, tell me that. They weren't trying to make a What's classic. the budget? What's the budget that it's moving? Okay, I got you. Okay. I got you. So Ryan Coogler executive produced it, right? Do you know who executive produced this one? Who? Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman is arguably as big of a blockbuster director at that time mm. as Ryan Coogler is today. Is that not fair to say? It's fair to say. Thank you. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you dead to rights, my nigga. I don't like it. I got you dead to rights. I don't like it's okay, it. Jukish. I don't I like, like it either. Listen, man. Listen. You know what'll make me like it? Ooh, that movie was a box office hit. Space Jam was dope, man. That you know what'll make me like that it? Movie tore up the box if, office. If Michael Jordan is one of the like monsters. 
or if he's the coach. <laughs> they just take his coach. He has to be involved in it in some no. way. He has to be. I mean, he's going to be involved. but he, Or he could be the Bill Murray character. That no. would be. You know what would be dope? If Michael Jordan is the Bill Murray character no. and just comes in at the end no. to play no. the old man. It has man. to be a comedian. Let it be a comedian. It would be It'll probably be dope. like Kevin Hart or something like that. Uh, it would, oh, gosh. Why? Kevin Hart. <laughs> that would be so awful. I love Kevin Hart. Get it Ivan Reitman. So, uh, you know what, you know what uh, makes this movie good? If it was Kobe. No, would it? No one wants to watch that. I do. I wouldn't want to watch that. Hide your children. Who's who is who is who will be the starting five? Monstars. Who's the starting five from the NBA now? I mean, KD will definitely be one of them. Steph. Steph will definitely be one of them. It's just gonna be. It's the just gonna be the Warriors. <laughs> it's just gonna be the fucking They'll Warriors. They'll finally make a movie where LeBron beats the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie has Kyrie to be, Irving would be fine. Kyrie has to be involved. I mean, listen, Uncle Drew was funny to me. I man. haven't watched it yet. I, I fucking love Uncle Drew. It was a Drew. real fun. Movie. It was funny, man. Okay, let's move on from this because we got some other things to cover. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know who is gonna like this movie who? because it involves, you know, tall black basketball players. Uh, so somebody on Twitter um, at. Oloni, O-L-O-N-I, mm-hmm. was listening to this podcast. First, this episode happened in 2014. May 9th, 2014. It's an, 9th, old, episode. It's an, it's an episode. old episode. This podcast is apparently popular. Millions of downloads. There's no reason this podcast should have more downloads than we do. So uh, get on it, fans. Wow. But it shouldn't because it's whack. And it's just to show, guys, we fucked. All right. They've been praised as like feminists and blah, 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 blah. Their tagline is the anti-slut shaming podcast. Which is fantastic. Interesting. Which is fantastic. There should be something like that. But she got to this episode and got to this part where they are fetishizing black men, uh, stereotyping black men. I want you to listen to it. This is about a minute and six long. We're going to play this from Do Guys Show Each Other There? I don't know what the rest of the episode title was, but it's from the Guys We Fucked podcast, May 9th, 2014. What was their names again, Sophie? Their names are Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. All right, let's listen to these two white women. I had sex with two dudes. Sweet. Mm, And one was a black guy. (gasps) Score! It was my second black guy, though. Everyone was like, oh, is that your first black guy? And I'm like, um, excuse me. I've been fucking black guys. Yeah, but you even said your first one didn't count. The early 2000s. (laughs) Thank you very much. The Um, early 2000s. Yeah, this was like a real black guy. Like, basketball player height. Yeah. Stature. Yeah. Deep voice. Lives uptown. Yeah, he does. Does he have a deep voice? Yeah, I guess he has a deep he voice. He does, I, I think. Don't know. <laughs> he looks pretty black. He's pretty black. He's very handsome. Oh, he is very handsome. I, uh, he doesn't act black enough, though, but he d- he was this weekend, so it was okay. What do you mean? Like, talk black? No, I'm, well, I mean, just act like more like, th- I thug. I don't like people who like, like black people who act like white people, which I know we're going to get a bunch of letters like, what do black people act like? Guys, we all fucking know. Yeah, don't, when we say, get, get your head stereotypically what black people act like. And that's what I like. Yeah. Nico is kind of like that. Mm, yeah. Oh, he's got that hood swag. Yeah, you got to let him have a little, mm, I love it. Got to do thug life. Sexy. Come on. I took. <laughs> 
This is America, ladies and this Whoa. is this is a this is a thousand this is a million podcasts. That's embarrassing download. as fuck. Well, let's, this is a million let's, download podcasts right there, guys. Let's let's get into it. Let's Where get into it. We have a lot of takes that we need to dissect. There are mm-hmm. so many takes around us that we need to dissect. Mm-hmm. First off, like Jaquie said, this was from 2014. Mm-hmm. The women that had done the women nice. that said this have since apologized. Mm-hmm. Have since covered this. It should be noted that after that episode, they did release a second episode where they doubled down on those comments. But they have since apologized and been called out. Fine. Did did they? Because I saw their apology based on this coming out now. They apologized. Did they again. apologize before that too? They did. In they did have an episode where they addressed this in 2014. But uh, you said they doubled down on it. They had another one. Okay. So they did address it, but it okay. did come out again, and they are very embarrassed and they are very sorry. Fine. Fantastic. I don't necessarily forgive them, but uh, uh, I recognize that. I recognize the apology, whatever. Um, here's what's wrong about this take. Is these are feminists, correct? Mm-hmm. These are people who are saying their podcast isn't about slut shaming. Mm-hmm. Tell me what part of that conversation isn't completely indulged with shame. Is it, it all of it? And because the thing that bothers me so much is this lack of intersectionality. Absolutely, and that's exactly what this lacks. <laughs> is you, you listen, listen? Which is why I think which you you are big on this, Edgar. I agree with you that I hate these labels of. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, because we all have blind spots. We all make mistakes and shit like this. But if you are going to claim to be something that is needed in the social circles that we live in today, you have to be so much more conscious. So much more. Than to not only, listen, listen, we get it. We get it. Is this still up to? The the episode? Or the podcast. Well, yeah, because she no. was listening to it recently. Uh, the person who bought this to light uh, or rebought this to light or whatever. Listen, we get it. We know the stereotypes. We get it. We get the whole, you know, I dated a black guy once or we get it. I, we've heard it. We know it. Yes. But, and they said it. Fine. But the Dan doubled down on it of this idea that black people are all monoliths, that we all act the fucking same, that we all. Uh, yeah, there's a way for us. There's to be. a way for us to be, or we're not really black. We hear that enough from black people. I don't want to hear it come out of two white women's mouths. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to hear it come out of their fucking mouths. Right. So then, that's one part of it. I want to address the second part of it as well. There are black men in those Twitter mentions mm-hmm. who are saying, this "What's the big deal? What's the big deal?" Hmm. That pissed me off more than anything. That pissed me off. That pissed me off more than anything. That pissed me off more than because as annoying as this is, typical, very typical, <laughs> like, expected, it's typical. Uh, that pissed me off more than anything because it's just like what they say that wasn't true. It's like all right, well you are perpetuating exactly what I said. We hear this enough from black people. Absolutely. Uh, How much do you hate yourself? Yeah, dude. How much do you hate yourself? It's weird to say that you're gonna let someone who isn't you, dictate how the fuck you should be. Yeah. How much do you hate yourself? 
These people don't give a fuck about you. Somebody talks about you this way, they don't give a fuck about you. And I, and I have found time and time again that something that I do enjoy about a lot of feminist rhetoric is that it is applicable to any space and any time. And in the same way that you would tell your little sister, if a guy talks about you this way and this way and this way, he don't care about you, it applies the same thing to you, black men. Yeah. If someone talks about you in a certain way, they don't give a fuck about you as a person. I mean, everything she just said, if I was to be in front of her, Essentially, she just told me that I'm not a real black man. I don't respect you. Because I'm not six foot. I don't fucking, I'm, you know, I'm not a hood nigga. I'm not like, and so you're telling me that I'm not A, attractive to you, B, I'm not really black to you, white woman. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that I, here's the thing, here's, here's something that bothers me with this, dude, is that this is the only Black people are, I don't want to say the only, because it does happen, but it happens too much toward black people that we are, that if we don't act a certain way, that we aren't who the fuck we are. Mm. I don't hear that with so many other, I don't hear that with white men, I don't hear that with white women, I don't hear it with women, I don't hear it with... I, so, hear, it with, I hear it with women, overall. I, I mean that there's a feminine way to act and behave. Well, okay, yes, 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 yes. But what I'm saying is, but nobody is saying that you're not a woman, as opposed to you ain't black if you don't that act like a black man. That is very fair. Uh, nobody's saying, they're just saying like, oh, you're not active. They're, yes, and that's a problem too. This 100%. whole, like you're supposed to act feminine, there's a way to act to be a lady. I, it, it, it annoys the hell out of me. And to hear, to see other black dudes jump on it and say, this ain't a big deal. What did they say that was wrong? Y'all just being sensitive. Disappointing. Yo, this is, yeah, this is how black people, I was like, all right, man. All right. All right. Because I even wrote something like, any dude defending this, you a clown. You a clown. Yeah. You just a clown, man. 100%. I don't Third get it. take that I did not enjoy is the black women that went on this thread and said, well, they date them, so they deserve this. Mm-hmm. I hate that take. I know a couple of people who I I yeah I hate that. Take. What? I hate that take. They too. date them, so they deserve. It. And I want to break this down in a way that I, I I and I've talked to a couple of people about this take before. I went on it. I want to make sure I come correct because I know like y'all like to hop in my mentions. So I'm gonna be very very clear. Black woman, you are 100 percent correct in your anger towards being forgotten in terms of how European centric our beauty standards are. You are 100 correct in being angry about colorism and the fact that there is a true, true issue in black men not looking at their own as beautiful. You are 100% correct in that. You are 100% correct in that anger. I do not think, however, it is productive to blame someone for their own fetishization. And I'll explain why I don't think so. In the same way that if you dressed up in however you want to dress up, and let's say it's a little uh, 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 revealing, the way that you leave the house. If I were to look at you and say, well, you deserve to get catcalled because of how you left the house, you would bury me. You would bury me six feet under. Rightfully so. And rightfully so. I would deserve that because there is nothing that you can do to deserve to be dehumanized. Yeah. So why in the world would you turn around and go and say, and again, I don't think that all black women said this. I'm specifically talking to the black women on that thread. 
Why in the world will you turn around and say, well, these black men deserve to be dehumanized because they date white women? Mm-hmm. I have not listened to an episode of Ethnically Ambiguous. I want to be very clear about that. I've not listened to one episode of it. I just haven't. I don't listen to podcasts that much. But I saw a tweet from them today that shook me, and it made so much sense to me. Uh, and I, I'm truly beginning to understand what equality really is from this tweet. And it said, for some women, nudity is empowering. For some women, modesty is empowering. Feminism is the ability to choose both. Mm-hmm. And that is truly beautiful to me. And I think that you can be a proud black man dating a black woman. You could be a proud black man dating a white woman. The idea of black pride and black power is the ability to choose whatever the fuck you want to do. Yep. And this idea that by picking one, you sacrifice the other is the very foundation of white supremacy. It's the same way that if a woman attacks another woman for choosing to live her life, how she wants to live her life, is the very foundation of the patriarchy. This idea that we have to be one way, that we have to be boxed in. It is truly a poison against us, and we're only fighting each other. And I'm slowly learning that. And it's why I'm backing off the word woke. It's why I'm trying to back off of being like, you know, this argumentative self of myself. It's because I'm realizing that I am forcing people to be one way, and it is truly the foundation of white supremacy. I cannot state it enough. When... The FBI wanted to dismantle the Black Panthers. They didn't attack them. Do you know what they did? They had the Black Panthers attack each other. Mm-hmm. They would send letters back and forth from different chapters and make them fight each other. Why? Because it is easier to tear an enemy within than it is to tear them from the outside. Yep. It's the reason why, if you want to know why violence is so bad in Chicago, it's because they are forcing gangs to live next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, I mean, it, it is... This isn't science, guys. It's not. It's not science. It's systematic. And I and and, I, and, uh, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm I understand. And no, no, no. You're 100 correct. And I understand that pain. I totally get that pain. Yes, black men do have to do better in terms of their love towards their sisters. Yeah. Yes, black men do have to fight that demon of demonizing themselves and othering themselves by mm. chasing after white flesh. I do believe that, that is a real, real issue. But I do not believe that the blame and uh, uh, disregard that I saw from black women in that thread is anywhere near correct. No one asks to be fetishized. No one asks to be dehumanized. No one deserves that. In the same way, and this might be a little risque for somebody, and I might say this, if it needs to be deleted, it needs to be deleted. There are women out there who enjoy rape fantasies. Is that not correct? Is that not something fair to say? That does not mean that that woman is asking to be raped. Yeah, somebody, I was with somebody yesterday and she was talking about how there is, she was reading something that, uh, about like being tied up and uh, like multiple people having sex with her. She was reading that and she was like, oh, that kind of turned me on. Who's like, I would never want that to happen to me because that's not something I would want. And it dawned on me that, yeah, you can't just because you this is is this whole idea is like, oh, if I want to dress sexy, then I deserve to be absolutely like fetishized against. Yeah. And no, if I want to read something like that, that doesn't mean I'm condoning it or some shit like that. It, you 100%. know, yeah, and I and I think that it's that idea of consent, right? It's yeah. I am open to this up until a consenting point. And if there's a black man out there, and again, 
I understand a lot of you ain't going to want to hear this, but there's a black man out there that has his problematic ways 100%, but that is not an open call for any one fucking person to come out and dehumanize that black man. In the same way that there's a lot of black women that want to go ahead and express themselves in their way that they want to express themselves, it does not give anyone, not a single person, the right to dehumanize that person. And anyone out here that's saying they deserve this, sit your trash ass fucking down. For real. Because you're not helping the situation. In fact, you're probably just as bad as those two women on that podcast. I mean, what you're essentially saying is, for anybody, especially if you are a person of color, what you're essentially saying is they were right. Whether you're saying they deserve this or I don't see what the big deal is. And if you're saying they are right, what do you think they think about you? <laughs> Nothing better. <laughs> like, what do you, you What do you think they think about black women? Or what do you think they think about Hispanic men or Hispanic women or Asian men or Asian women? What do you think they think about? What do you think they think about y'all? That's what's so whack about this pick me stuff, man. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's so weird to. And look, I want to I want to say this, too. I want to I want to be clear about this, that it is possible. To have a feeling about something. To hear the sides of it, and then reform your opinion. I do, I, I do believe that. I do believe that it is possible for some of these dudes who are saying, I don't see the problem with this, to hopefully hear why people have a problem with it and say, you know what, I see you now. Uh, I hear what you're saying. It is possible for that change to happen. Uh, so I don't want to just straight up say that person hates themselves. Uh, because maybe they need time to get to know themselves, like more than anything else. But what I will say is the length that we are willing to be ignorant mm. is astounding to me. Absolutely. It's astounding to me. The lengths that we are willing to be ignorant is astounding to me. The lengths that we are willing to not see Things like this as bad because it doesn't affect us is astounding to me because it, it does affect you. It affects you just because it's not just because it's not affecting you like Apparently. on the surface mm-hmm. or it doesn't mean it's not affecting you. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible analogy, but it's the only thing I can think of right now. If somebody kicked me in the nuts right now, right? I'm following. All right, somebody kicked me hard as hell in the I nuts. I was just looking at my phone, and all of a sudden I looked up. Right? That hurts me. Does it affect my girlfriend? I guess, in a way, yeah. I mean, if right. she wants you to have children. Right. What if she, yeah, so maybe they didn't kick her in the nuts, but what if she wants to have children with me and you kick me in the nuts so hard I can't have kids anymore? Mm. Like, it affects you now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it affects, what if. I mean, listen, Jaquise, does the analogy make sense? 100%. It's a terrible analogy. if I was uh, making a book full of analogies to help people out, <laughs> would I call you? No. <laughs> it's the analogy that popped in my head, guys. Well, Jaquise, I pray. So, yeah, dude, if it's not, yeah, just because, you know, I saw one dude who said, 
well, I just happen to be the things that they said make you black, so it doesn't affect me. Okay. Okay, great. 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 <laughs> great. What if, great. You have a, what if you have a kid who ends up being 5'9", uh, into Dragon Ball Z and anime, and can dribble a basketball worth his, worth a damn? Is he, uh, is he not black anymore? Is he not black anymore? He's your kid. Yeah, that's I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's just astounding to me, the, the lens that we are willing to live in ignorance because for ourselves Mm. uh and you know i listen man this is a story that i'm sure will blow over i'm sure they their podcast will get even more popular (laughs) than it ever was because that's just how society works uh but yeah man this is just another and and this is why one big thing for me is you know we have to take care of each other we do, man. We have to care about each other's problems. We have to, you know, I'm not going to know what a woman goes through better than a woman. And I'm going to make mistakes. And I'm going to, but I have to be willing to learn from those mistakes. I have to be willing to listen. I have to be willing to know the path of trying to get better. I think that's why we should all take the Edgar Mopuzier problematic pledge. Which is? We're all... Put our hands over our heart. Mm-hmm. Put your hand over your heart, Sophie. Jaquise. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> now repeat after me. I am problematic. I am problematic. Sophie, say it like you believe it. I am problematic. Thank you. I am very problematic. <laughs> I am very problematic. I am sometimes no no commit i am very problematic and that's okay and And that's okay okay. because i am willing to do the work because i'm willing to do the work because i'm willing to do the work that'll at least make me a little less problematic and at least make me a little less problematic and i think truly and some people might not like this i think that's the best we can hope for man i think that's like so I hate the word woke. So I hate the word al- I hate the word ally. I hate all that shit. It's because it implies that you can read a couple of articles and then mm-hmm. now you're there. Nah, I think we're I think we're deep in this shit. I think we're born with this shit. Yeah. Can I, I add? Think we're can I add towards. something that I just read from this? Please. So this was today is the 19th. This was two days ago. Someone tweeted at one of the hosts, Christina, asking her, "Can you explain what was meant by he wasn't black enough?" And her her response is terrible you guys her first thing to say that she says is that was not me who said that Mm. regardless that has to be beyond disappointing to hear and i'm sorry i didn't step in you were fucking she was you were she was in there you were in there egging it on you were in there egging it on a b it's been out for years you could have taken it down Mm -hmm. no i don't think they should have taken it down I, I thought about that, too. Like, should they have taken it down? Should they take it down? No, nah, man. Living your mistakes. <laughs> like, live it. Own up to your shit. She said, I want to erase insensitive dialogue from my conversations. Right. And I'm trying to do that by shutting the fuck up and listening when people point it out. So thank you. Great. And that's all you can hope for. Listen, man. I, I'll say the same thing what I said a few minutes ago. Yeah, all right. They said this. Does it mean they're terrible people? Probably not. Does it mean they hate black people? I don't know. I don't know. But 
if they're willing to take this and be like, you know what, we said this a few years ago, we tried to get better, you know what, it's back out, I'm going to keep trying to get better, then that's all you can ask for. Can you repeat for us, Edgar, the three takes? So that Because we talked about it for a while, but you the three takes. I mean, their take, the take from black men that's just like, I don't see, I mean, they're right. And then the then the, the take from some black women that were saying uh, they deserve it. As in the black man deserve to be fetishized or talked about like this because y'all choose to date them. Yo. It's trash. I oh. wish, you know, I wish, like, because I choose to date, like, Rihanna or something like that, you know. I wish she'll talk about me like this. If that's what if that's all it takes is for me to want to date somebody for them to actually give a shit about me or talk about me, <laughs> then I want to date you, Rihanna. Yeah, I would love to date Rihanna if it meant that she would dehumanize. <laughs> <laughs> Selena right. Gomez. I'm joking. Let's, let's I'm end joking. it on a positive note. I ain't got nothing positive in my heart. <laughs> I got nothing but black anger and. Death in my heart. I got something positive. Damn. <laughs> I'm rolling by that. I got something positive. He's going to ignore Jakees. Yeah, I mean, I got something positive. Help me. I wasn't here. Um, what? Jakees, did you say something? I said, help me. Did you say something? Help me. Wow. Can't hear him. Uh- <laughs> so, back to what you were saying, Edgar. Yeah. Um, and I know you already talked about the Emmys. Mm-hmm. But this is a moment that I want everyone to look at and remember, and you guys probably talked about this, but it was Regina King winning for uh, Best Actress in a miniseries TV movie or whatever. Limited. Best Actress in a TV, in a limited series TV movie or whatever. Um, The look on her face, the pleasant shock and joy on her face, something that I'll remember for a lifetime. And I'll mm-hmm. never, ever forget. One of the few black people to win that night. Uh, One of the few people of color to win just in general. Yeah, which is weird in a night where they were like, this is the historic amount of people of color ever nominated. Oh, shut up. Um, but, boy, was I pleasantly delighted. And I think if anyone hasn't seen that video, go watch it. Of just her winning and just a pure shock. She did. She didn't have a speech prepared. She had nothing because she did not think she was gonna win. She just mm. showed up, was drinking, was like having a fun time with her friends, and then she won. That makes me happy. Regina King. Um, Regina King has had a career. She's been doing it all. This isn't her first award either. She's won before. Uh, I remember Regina King all the way from back in at two two seven when she was in two two seven, and uh, J- not Jason's lyric. Um. Was it just no? Um, what movie was she in with? Uh, was she in a movie with Tupac? I would not know by. I don't know. She she's had a fucking career, man, and it's about time. Hundred and eighty-two titles on IMDb. Yeah, man, it's about time people recognize her as one of the greatest of all time to ever step in in front of a camera. Um, not just black either, just in general, because. The woman has had a fucking great career. She everything she does, she's great in it. She's great. She's fucking great in it. So, shout out to Regina King, uh, who's been doing it for a while. Y'all remember two two seven? No. 
You probably didn't watch it. It's yeah. an old show. It was it's a show before my time too. So I just watched it as reruns with like my grandma and shit. Uh, she was great in it. She was good. It was her first thing. She was a kid. She was like a teenager or something. She's like that. In it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man. She's, that's what, she's that's, killing that's it. That's the positive moment I want to end on. It's people going and watching that. Here's a negative moment I want to live. Jesus uh, Christ. And <laughs> I don't have anything negative, guys. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as happy as a peach. Guys. I beat Spider Man. You did? You I beat just the main got story. it. I killed that shit. I, I had a lot of time on my hands this weekend. Oh, I'm 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 <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, uh, I had a lot of time on my hand this weekend and we'll I needed a it. distraction. We'll get into that uh, at some point. But I beat it. I beat it. I have not, don't tell me. I won't. Uh, it's a good it's a good story. I'm I'm I I think so. I'm truly enjoying it. But now I need to go do like 100% district. Yeah, like yeah. Now I got to go finish each district. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy doing all the collectibles. Like I'm very happy doing that first. Like, you know, going around and grabbing the backpacks, going around and yeah. taking all the pictures at the landmarks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So do you hate us talking about video games? Were you talking? Okay. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do it. I want to say I'm at like 60% right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm also going back and watching all the old Gundam Wing on Hulu. Who? Gundam Wing. Did you ever watch Mobile Suit Gundam Wing? No. Ah, oh, very fun show. You should check it out. Okay. I'm watching it dubbed instead of subbed. Oh, it's an anime? It's an anime. I prefer it dubbed for some reason. I don't like all my animes dubbed, but I like this one dubbed. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, was the, what was the date that we said? If we get enough people who have showed us about merchandise, 29th? 29th? Maybe that was the tweets one. That was the tweets one. Yeah, that was the tweets with Bayside. If Bayside gets 1,000 followers by September 29th, mm-hmm. he's going to pay me $250 for my birthday. Oh, wow. Uh, guys, get your keys that money. Give me that money, guys. Give I don't remember what the date was for. Was, I don't even know what the whole thing was. It was if they showed in the, you a rap. You would have a rap. Oh, that was supposed to be this week. That was supposed, that was supposed to be, to be this Wednesday. Week. It was supposed to be this Wednesday, we but you weren't here. Close. We, we didn't get anywhere close. We didn't what get was the anywhere number? close. What was the number? One person. And that was my boy, Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Uh, Shame uh, on you. Writer on Craig of the Creek. Really dope, dope dude. Uh, he was the only one who sent us one. Shame on y'all. So I will not be rapping live. And Shame I had the rap ready. I would still I have it ready in my mind, and I won't be doing it. Listen, man. Listen. We got some good-ass fans, but here's your next project. Get more people listening. Mm-hmm. Reach out to your buddies and be like, yo, listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Buy some shit. Mm-hmm. Start growing our podcast because mm-hmm. we're doing it. And, it, I mean, it only helps us get more stuff to you. Yeah, if y'all want to hear Edgar's raps, listen. Listen. More radio plays. We Clive Davis more. came in here a couple days ago and was like, I'm looking for a black man who can rap. Mm-hmm. And Edgar had his shit ready to go. Mm-hmm. But... Because we ain't getting enough people who bought merchandise. We put that shit back in his pocket. Yeah. So y'all up here, y'all up here keeping us in these streets, man. Yeah, you're blocking us from our blessings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When are we in Chicago again? November 29th. November 29th. 9 p.m. Right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So you'll be nice and full. Nice and full. If you are within 90 miles of Chicago, I want you to get your ticket. That's right. org Was that the website? That may not be the website, but just Google Chicago Podcast Festival and follow the links until you get to Culture Kings. That was the website. Perfect. 
Uh, and buy a ticket, guys, because we're going to be there. We want to do a show in L.A. We want to do, do a show. We want to do more to, shows. But we don't believe you guys that you guys want a show. You should do a show in LA. Because no one's tweeted at us and said anything last time I said I, I promise that it will happen. No, no one, one cared. tweeted at me. No one cared. So I guess you guys don't want a show in LA. So uh, we're going to do one in San Francisco <laughs> instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going we gonna to do, uh, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of shows, but we want to know y'all want to be there, man. Mm hmm. Yeah, if we do shows and only five people show up, then that's the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah. If we ever do a show and only five people show up, we stop it. It is in our contract that How Stuff Works can end the podcast. Yeah, it is. So uh, get people to these shows, baby. Mm hmm. All right. All right, Jaquise, I got to get out of here, man. I got to go. I got to pick up some swimming trunks that I forgot mm -hmm. at my house. Yeah, that's cool, Sophie. I don't know how to swim. That's what's up. That's wild that you don't know how to swim. I was speaking of things that are allergic to chlorine as a kid. They wouldn't let you know, me take uh, classes. There's a lot of bodies of water that don't have chlorine in them. Uh, speaking of uh, other things that are very surprising, <laughs> mm -hmm. guys, starting October first, mm -hmm. we're talking three episodes a week: Monday, Culture Kings; mm. Wednesday, Culture Kings; mm. Friday, Culture Kings. Mm. That's three episodes a week. Wow. <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm excited. Y'all going to be hearing us a lot pretty soon. We're going to be fucking uh, the Daily Zeitgeist. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. And we do have, you know, I, I don't want to say what, but I am working on a format that will truly be different than anything you've heard from this podcast. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. It's a surprise. All right. I'm waiting for it. I'm and, waiting for uh, it. So, you know, it won't always be episodes of us just, like, you know, shooting shit. Sometimes we'll have a guest. You know, sometimes it might be a musical performance. There's a lot of things that we're working on. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. I just saw a tweet. What was it? Part of me wants to be upset about the way those white women were fetishizing black men on the podcast. I already know who tweeted this. However, I already know who a pettier this. part of me is laughing because, well, you know why. I already know who tweeted it. Am I right? You're right. Wow. Who tweeted it? Well, anyways. <laughs> you can we'll be back. At Culture King Pod. <laughs> follow Jaquise at Jaquise Neal on all social media. I'm Edgar Mopas here. At mm -hmm. Edgar Mopas here. At Awfulgram. Surprising cut of the week. Edgar, what you got? This cut blew me away when I heard it. Mm. It is a song that when I heard it, I was just like, damn, I forgot how good Shoddy was at rapping. And her new album is out. She's very, very tight. Uh, very, very amazing. I want to say Chicago-based rapper. Her name is No Name, and the song is Window. Ladies and gentlemen, back. We like you. We love you. Bye-bye.
me so happy now Me so Mississippi, kiss me till I drown Everybody think they know me Don't nobody really know me Here with him a little ways from now Empty, everything we ever was was empty Empty fucking cussing, I know I'm your bitch But you my bitch too, making money, little TM DM your resume to industry, sympathy held you down Don't doubt, we love you, ain't nobody around Masquerade like I'm empty Empathy was empathy only when you was into me Kiss me back to save you, happy, happy This song ain't even about you, daffy, duh Laffy, taffy, daffy, ducky, fucky all around For me on the ground, for me in the bed to skip With me with your eyes closed, cigarette cruise shit This song ain't even about you, daffy, duh This song gon' make me go fuck your daddy This song the reason I be clean up who I send up in the attic This like a remedy for nothing, it's me French and a tabby Mississippi gets me to lunch on everybody think they know me Don't nobody really know me Me so happy now Me so Mississippi gets me to lunch on everybody think they know me Don't nobody really know me Quit looking out the window But I fucked you anyway I guess a bitch like to gamble I guess a bitch like to lonely Who niggas know me, me, gotta tone me Ooh, I'm really feeling like I made this bitch I know that's my ego I know I'm just empty The sentiment for the people The sacrifice for my whole soul I bought the church for the steeple I bought you game five tickets Made my pussy the sequel So you really don't think about me You really don't miss me Through that lullaby, your brokenness Believe me, I'm ripping Why you struggling to lay yourself Believe me, that's karma You want a nasty bitch Psychiatrist, I cook like your mama And all you got was me, me, me But I love you even though you're not meant to be I still love you, I hope you find everything that you want And she loves you Everything is everything, just know that I'm like looking out the window Get the bag with your kinfolk.